What's up, everyone? Welcome back. Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets brought to you by Mayo Media Net here on YouTube. And any podcast provider that's worth it, rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. And in a minute, I'm going to hopefully put on a clinic. You could press the like button after that. Nothing worse than people asking to like their work before they show it off. Who am I? It's the girl, Dem Sugar, the big man with the big mouth from the Big Apple, Big Johnny Stud, and Cork Stats. Coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, as always, with the second fantasy show of the week, right? Front end, mining the statistical leaderboard. I have access to nerdy stuff that, you know, you don't want to deal with. I'll do the work so you don't have to. And then we circle back, end of the week, for waiver wire ads. 10, 12, and 15 team. You know, hat tip to Patty Mayo. He's so sharp as far as content and just understanding. Getting you hope what's hopefully just, you know, half an hour or twice a week and enough to really keep up in competitive leagues. Fantasy baseball, listen, it's very tough. It's really all about the work, right? You can almost give me, I don't want to say any drafted team. I'm not going to be that arrogant. But if you give me a, whatever, a team drafted near ADP, then, like, you could win with that. Because of the injuries, the replacements, and pitching, it's just, it's completely nuts. So, Patty's brainchild here, you know, letting the Tasmanian devil out of his cage 30 minutes twice a week to bring you it all. Probably without any further ado, we should just get right up into it. You know, less stats than anything, right? I think adding more about opportunities. Check it out. New snazzy graphic. If you appreciate it, holler if you hear me. Audio-only listeners, you could jump over to the Bird app, John Legaza on Twitter, or Mayo Media Network. We post this stuff. When I remember to submit it. Yeah, I got a nice new graphic. I'm getting a little better at this stuff. I think it looks pretty good. But also, if you want to refer back to it, this one really matters, right? This sheet actually matters. And I like the fact that it's like a receipt every single week. You can see for the infielders, we have three names, right? So that's 10, 12, and 15. Outfielders, I actually separated them by 10, 12, and 15. You can see it up on the board. Pitching, very hard to separate. I'll tell you, this is really interesting. Second year in a row this has happened. I play in 12-team leagues. I play in 15-team, you know, high stakes across the board. The 12-team league is what it's considered, I guess, a shallow league, right? Three outfielders, five starters, two relievers. Unlike the 15-team leagues, which are nine pitching designations. Very, very deep. Mm -hmm. The waiver wires are very similar. Really, it's really something, you know, pitching in such high demand. So let's start up behind... The dish at catcher. Maybe we'll get around to shortstop and take a break. Some of these names you'll see, you've maybe seen already. You know, making your way to 10-team viability, there isn't always going to be new names. Remember, the smaller the league, the more ceiling you should be shooting for. And unless you really put some serious draft capital into a player, you should always be willing to cut them. Like, quite literally, you know, anybody outside of the top, like, 150 should be a candidate. If they stink, you should always be churning, looking for the matchups, playing in cores, playing in Cincinnati, looking for, you know, handed splits, guys that are playing every single day, for sure. So behind the ditch, Logan O'Hoppy for the Angels, right? Stasi went down, Hoppy came up, he's been awesome. He's like their leader in everything. So he's playing every day, swinging a hot stick. I doubt he's going to lose that job, and in the time being, he's who you want to get with. After that 12-team is right, you're just looking for a little bit of production, right? It's like the three bears. This one's just right, right? So he's playing just enough. Elias Diaz for the Rockies. 
course, the first year I was kind of out on him. He's finally breaking out a little bit, go figure. But like I said, he does check the box. You always want to play in Colorado. If your catcher's going to stink, at least maybe give you a little bit of average sometimes and a little bit of power. So Diaz definitely viable, but don't get married to him. The second he starts to stink, you cut him loose. Always kind of looking for replacements. Again, let's say your team is good and healthy. You should still just check in with us here on Fridays and just see, right? Because maybe you could churn something on the bench. I always like to do that also, no matter how good. Even, like, even my first place teams, I'm working the waiver wire is what I should say. Last up, Joey Bart. He was a pretty popular 15-team pick for me this year just because I don't know, right? All the prospect pedigree, whatever that means, all the, all the shine and the track record. You know, he'd been good before was supposed to be like a face of the franchise type of guy, and it just fell apart as far as injuries. Started off the you're injured, woof. But now he's back and he's actually hitting. So if he's going to play and hit, I mean, there's not really anyone in his way in San Francisco. I don't see why he can't be viable for 15 teams. So right now it's just Joey Barr, right? You're just looking for him. If it was like Jason DeLay, show you how bad things are. Over to first base, Yandy Diaz. Oh, he figured out how to lift. Uh-oh. People like myself were talking about drafting him as a Really top-tier value pick, late in best ball. Best ball generally, point leagues, OPS kind of stuff, right, being on base. Yanny Diaz checking all the boxes, like, leading off, and people just say he stinks. And the Rays platoon guys, yeah, they platoon some guys, but not the guys up front. So Diaz has been huge, and he's hitting home runs. Not for nothing, if he's like a 25-30 home run guy, he could be a league winner. So keep your eye on Yanny Diaz. If he's not old, he should be universally. Then it's Garrett Cooper playing every day for Miami. We've seen what he could do with the stick in the past, so it's happening right now, and I think that's the best you could do. Lots of injuries going on, and if you need somebody, you could definitely do worse than Cooper. Again, you know, the offensive stuff, sorry. I know we're not, we're not really going to do stats. It's a little too much for that, but I do use the nifty kind of lineup tracker on fan graphs. Order, position, batting order, and then lefty-righty. And sometimes you could pick up on patterns. So Garrett Cooper was batting third for the first like six or seven games. Now he's been batting second to last one. See, they don't think he injured. I didn't actually see that. So maybe shame on me. I was thinking about maybe scrambling for another for another first baseman. I don't want to leave too much too much kind of dead air. I mean, if French Codero, if the Yankees are um, playing lefties, right? Then after that, it's a little bit, it's a little bit tough. I have fallen back towards like I have Jesus Aguilar up here for the 15 team, maybe also like Dominic Smith. You know, I know they're not really inspiring much awe, but they are gonna play every day. So if I had to back off a Cooper, I'd probably move Aguilar up to 12, maybe Dominic Smith. Either one of them. They're gonna stink. But they'll play and plug the gap, right? I think playing appearance is number one always. So, you know, we're kind of giving you the names here. But also I'm trying to just fill in a little bit of the strategy. Of how to how to get there, because again, what's there aren't many players that are just going to come up and be great that no one's heard of. Those guys are already getting scooped up. We'll do a couple of minute minute. So let's go over to second base. Nolan Gorman. You know, again, right? We talk about. I really hate the word pedigree. Hat tip of my boy Benancio out there. Ryan always says that. Always makes me laugh. It's true. Let me talk about like Westminster Dog Show. But what I mean, obviously, is track record, right? And scouts have agreed, right, that this person is good is good at baseball. That's really obviously what we mean. We love these players. I have a ton of respect for them. So Gorman, we're not sure if he's going to play all the time. He's playing against righties. Again, that tool is so handy. He only has played against righties. Sat all three of the lefty games. Bat sixth every day. 
or last six games, this is Nolan Gorman. So if he's going to play a righty, vast majority, right, line share, you can get with Gorman. After that, Vaughn Grissom. Thank goodness I didn't drop him. I didn't draft him everywhere, but towards the end, I did start to believe he would be the starting shortstop for the Braves, right? Ron Washington kind of fooled us. Turned out he got set down. I made him my one stash. If you follow my work, you know I'm pretty conservative. I'm not going to have a bunch of prospects and guys not playing. And I guess I knew there was a chance of that for Grissom. I did hold him. And now, well, he's up. RC is down. I think he needs some kind of surgery. So we have a extended absence, let's call it. I know they put him on the 10-day IL, not 60. But it's certainly not a minimum stay. Grissom's also been tearing up the minor leagues and Grissom probably everywhere. Seems to be set for Edward Julian, right? Rookie just got his call and hit a home run in the first inning in Yankee Stadium. So forget it. People are going to blow their brains out fab on him. I've actually heard some sharp people not so sure that he's going to play all the time. I'm not saying I'm one of them. Again, really where I admit my biggest blind spot for MLB, for everything, I mean, gosh, I don't, like, I don't have my finger on enough of the pulse of this stuff, is playing time. There's so many injuries, right? Uh, Gallo's hurt, although I guess he's coming back. I think that was part of it. Kepler's out. Benson got sent down to AAA with Julian up. And I guess the worry was, with, with Polanco coming back, where would he play? But now we're talking about a world where, you know, uh, Jorge Polanco and Byron Buxton are all healthy all at the same time. And like how, you know, like quite literally how long is that going to last? Probably not, probably not too long. Sorry, my eyes are shooting all over the place. I'm having a little tech thing going on, but the show, the show, the show must go on, right? Come on, we can't leave you guys at second base. Big dude wouldn't leave you hanging like that. Let's get the shortstop. We'll take a quick break. Jorge Mateo kind of lighten it up. Go figure. You know, uh, again, we always want to be weary of priors, right? It's good to do analysis and even granular stuff I do. I know sometimes it can be too much. Not to get you in trouble, but only if you believe in it too much. You know, I do it to try and find confidence in my assertions. But if I start to get proven wrong, like I just kind of run for the hills. I have really have no problem with that. So Jorge Mateo, really kind of flawed player. And, you know, those are the kind of guys I would avoid. Right now, hitting for average, too. 286 average. Two homers, seven steals. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll move the needle. So don't be me, right? Jump on it. Next up, Hassan Kim playing every day for San Diego and kind of killing lefties. Got to be careful with those guys when they're really kind of split heavy. But he's playing all the time. San Diego is scoring. They're exciting. And there's been a million shortstop injuries, so you could do worse if he's available. If not, it's Perdomo at the Diamondbacks. Getting a little hairy here. He's played very well, but he's not playing every day. Uh, he's played four of the last five, actually, and six of the last eight, which is not bad. I was expecting a little more Ahmed, but it's Perdomo beginning mixed up. He's actually played second a little bit. Looks like Ahmed's playing just against lefties, so maybe this maybe this switch has happened. Perdomo, a little bit of shine on him also. But it is part-time, and it still is the Diamondback, so it's not its not great. But it's something. <laughs> and something's better than nothing. And right now, a lot of shortstop injuries you get left with nothing. So, all right, that'll do it. That's the front end of the infield. Hope you're enjoying the waiver episode here of Fantasy Baseball, Picks and Bets, Mayo Media Net. If you're digging it, rate, review, and subscribe, because that stuff matters you know, more than it should. 
you really want to say thanks, five-star reviews, audio-only pod, and then my favorite, which doesn't really matter, but it's just my favorite, is people tagging Pat Mayo and telling him how much fun we're having here. Just, you know, how good this show is, hopefully. You know, that it's a little challenging, but also good at explaining stuff with process and theory, plus some names, right? Actually, stuff you could use. And then again, the graphic, which I think kind of looks really sharp. And you could just go refer to it. Now, granted, there's a couple days between now and Sunday when everyone does their big ads. You could always hit me up on Twitter, comment below on YouTube. For real, we'll get back to you. Or you could just follow my work on Twitter. I'm kind of a fount of information. So over to the hot corner. Brian Anderson. Hey, he's playing every day. Right running theme here. But that's part of it. Okay, right? Now, again, these are players that kind of have produced in the small set. Anderson, interesting because he's playing every day in the middle third, batting five, fifth, six, seven. But he's been playing outfield as well. So they're making sure they get him in the lineup. He's really, he's only missed a single game against the righty. So it's 10 games in a row or so. So you can get with Brian Anderson. He's produced when he's played. The hitting environment in Milwaukee is pretty good. So I'm buying that. You know, I think if you need pop at third, that'll play. Second up, my guy, Spencer Steer. There's a horn joke in there somewhere, probably. Hey, one of my most rostered players in drafting home. Just because I'm so afraid of third base and playing time. And I really like the playing environment in Cincinnati. So I think that's a big thing for Steer. We hit the total base prop yesterday. You can follow my betting work. If you'd like, streamline through. Just check it on Twitter. It's my pinned tweet, 25 cents a day. And it's like nonstop. I mean, it's, I probably didn't charge enough, but I don't do it for money. I really like to help people. Kind of showing, you know, with all the influx of betting, showing people the right, not the right way to do it, like we're going to make money, I don't know. But the right way to do it, meaning to be procedural, you know, to have a, a methodology and a strict risk management plan. Now, I know we're, we're not, this is fantasy, not betting, but I think process really matters. And hopefully, at the very least, you know that I'm, you know, man, I'm really working hard to bring in this stuff. Right? I don't just wing it. I don't just throw it together. Like, we really do care. We really are trying to help. And I, I really hope for what this is, it's, you know, it's the best one of its kind, right? I don't know what it is, but it's something. And again, something better than nothing. We're talking about low expectations here with the big man. All right, come on. After Spencer Steer, so he's going to play for Cincinnati every day. I actually have Rookie of the Year tickets on him also, just because you have to play all the time. Last up, Chase Peterson for Oakland. Uh, people waving their nose, Oakland's been probably my most profitable offense to bet on. Like, go figure, but that's life in the big city. Or they keep getting these low totals, but they score. They're a major league baseball team. He's, all right, so he sat three of four games against lefties. I think he sat this last one yesterday because it was due. He played, you know, eight games in a row, one of them including the lefty. Mixing it up, back second against righties or fifth. So, Jace Peterson kind of power-speed combo. I know people are going to hold their nose when they see Oakland. But they're going to get a guy batting second, playing every day, that can steal, and hit homers in the Roto League. Like, that's good. It's really good. And he's available. So, I, I like the Oakland offense. You're going to see me going to Washington and Oakland off to clean up, you know, to clean up the mess, right? When you need plate appearances, where do you go where no one else wants them? But if you're going to get front third, come on, let's be honest. Again, this guy's not a world beater, but that's a pretty good filler. So... Again, process and, you know, how we get there. Into the outfield we go. Ten-teamers, obviously James Outman for the Dodgers. If he's not owned, he should be universally. Of course the Dodgers have a rookie then. Of course he's awesome and does everything. He's playing every single day now. Still batting like, it was seventh. Now it's like sixth. You see kind of wiggling, you know. He's making his way up. He's a power speed guy. Outman's probably going to be awesome for a really long time. Make sure he's owned. Austin Hayes from Baltimore, again, probably uh, one of my um, 
early L's, you know, a guy for all the best ball and stuff I draft, to say I have zero shares of a guy means I have something against him, you know, or analytically, right? As far as my analysis goes, but I mean, I'm personally having no. So, you know, for 100 underdog teams and 25 drafters teams and only, you know, whatever, 200 baseball teams, I don't have any Austin Hayes. Because I like thought he was part time and on his way out. He's playing every day. He's been awesome. Shame on me, but Adam, I don't know if people are really hip to him yet. So that lineup is really good. The ballpark can be kind of whack, I know. But he's leading off against lefties. Again, remember to split this stuff. So he led off the last two games against lefties. Very hard to beat that. Austin Hayes. Chaz McCormick, Houston. You know, I think maybe he was feeling the burn that if he wasn't good, he'd get replaced, right? They brought up Jokes, who I like. But his playing time has been spotty. Corey Jokes only played three of the last six games. You know, opposed to McCormick, who's now playing every day, lefty and righty, has led off the last four days. Right, so hopefully, again, this is some of what you're getting from hanging with us, the nuance, the tracking, the lineup, and the handedness splits, and how they affect fantasy baseball outputs. So again, you know, if that doesn't get a like button, we're probably not going to get it. <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay. I mean, it's free. Think about all the effort it takes. All right, enough of me. 12 teams. Miles Straw. You know, I love the hit tool. I was Mr. Miles Straw. He had a bad first, you know, whatever, 60% of last year. I looked fool, and now he's awesome. Stealing bases, hitting. You're not going to get any power. But maybe a quick lesson on fantasy and steals, right? Steals are up, but they're not up evenly. The guys that can steal at will are doing just that. So Straw is one of those guys that really could hit the 35 mark, right? So you almost think of it as like old school power. A couple guys have been determinative. I shouldn't say old school power. Last year's power. Duh. A couple guys that can get to 35-40 want one of them. Straw being that. Brandon Marsh. Power speed threat for Philly. Again, the broken record keeps spinning. Now, he was, I thought he was set to play every day. He's actually been sitting against lefties. So maybe I should have shoved Marsh down one. Last was Trevor Larnock. He's, you know, in the front half third even of the Minnesota lineup. He has not had a single day out playing the outfield for Minnesota. He's been pretty good. So anytime, again, you can get the cleanup hitter while you're kind of figuring things out. That's a great spot to be. 15 teams, outfielders, last hitters. Jiwon Bay, I think it's or Pittsburgh Bay, B-A-E. Outfielder, one of those guys I think could be kind of determinative with the steal. There's a few of these guys here. Also, Victor Robles, right? Who's Yeah, he's back. I know we, we're so easy for us, but he stinks. It just doesn't always work that way. Guys, just not that old. You know, some of these guys start up early. They just never get it going. Robo's hitting the back of the lineup. He's playing every single day. So the center field is solid, and he runs. So the guy I like maybe a bit more has been Alex Cole playing every day. Same Nationals, but he's leading off lefties and righties. So Alex Cole, a little bit of shine there. One guy not on the list. He hasn't really started playing yet. Also, the Nationals' first injury call-up or, like, first disaster be Stone Garrett. So keep an eye on those guys. Again, right, we go with the Washington clean up the mess. Paul, you're going to lead off. Robles, not so much. You know, we'll look for some love while we figure out the long-term solution. You never know. You could find it there, too, just because they play for Washington. Doesn't mean they're not good. Well, let's get to the pictures again. Remember, this This is uh, indiscernible glob. Doesn't matter. 
what format. These guys are just worthwhile. Again, <laughs> I think, I think, I think. A lot of the work we did preseason with the pitching stuff, all the detailed fantasy work we did, really kind of paying off. I, I find myself not really needing to add pitchers. We're very deep, even with injuries. That's just how I attack the game. I think I'm good at it. <laughs> right? I mean, you should play your strengths. Well, I'm very, I try to be modest. I'm not great at roto baseball. Right? I don't dominate NFPC. This year, I'm doing pretty well. We're off to some good starts, a lot of single digit starts, but that's all it is. It's not anything else. What I mean is I think I'm good at pitching analysis, popping the hood, getting beyond the, the pale. And I thought I did well at the end of drafts, finding quality innings pitched. All right, let's get into it. It's Todd's, Todd Bradley for the Rays, superstar prospect. He came up, dominated, got sent back down. I think he's going to be back. They need him. I believe that it's an injury announcement coming. The Rays are very sharp. That's what I think it is. So Bradley, Adam, prioritize him. Josiah Gray also. You know, the counting stats and stuff won't be there. The wins, I mean, for Gray like they would for Bradley. But great superstar pedigree prospect. Oh, I did it again. Showing some production, right? He had a slam dunk game in cores. So sky's the limit for Gray. He's very good. Or could be at least. Trey Jameson for Arizona getting a shot. Weird. He was like in the bullpen. Then I think he's starting. But right now, impactful innings are impactful innings. Keep an eye on Brandon Fott. He's not in this list. But he's probably owned in like any league. You know, sometimes those superstar prospects, that's what happens. But Arizona, there's some opportunity. That's Mike Soroka, who's getting healthy for the Braves. I believe he will have a spot in the rotation. Remember, he's very good. And 2019, when the world was on fire with offense, Soroka dominated. So keep it on Soroka, right? Good team, wins. Could be a real sneaky pick. Matt Libertor for the Cardinals and him. He's going to get his shot very soon. The Cardinals, uh, the offense is awesome. The pitching is not. They're in desperate need. He looks excellent right now. And Libertor, keeper league included. That's the guy you want. Then Bibby, Tanner Bibby, I believe it is, for Cleveland. They've had a ton of injuries. He's up next. I think they're waiting. I think they're capping him for service. Again, I don't understand all the service stuff. I generally don't chase rookies on the way up. But right now with pitching, I don't think they have a ch choice. Anybody with a pulse, potential, and an opportunity, you know, you got to kind of go for. So, those are the starters. Bradley Gray, Jameson, Sirocco, Libertor, and Bibby. Very difficult right now to get innings. Very difficult. I don't two-start Tranchola. If you have to, I guess tweet at me. Well, I'll help you make the decision. But I'm not doing that. I don't do that. I haven't done it yet. It's, I feel like it's way too early to do that. I mean, if you had all the injuries, that's a different story. I don't want to, oh, but I had this guy, this guy. Yes, that's different. Like, if you just didn't draft enough innings because you drafted prospects or guys that didn't have a job. You got to not do that next time around. Let's get to the relievers. Again, very tough to find. I also made a mistake. All right, what's a role of Chapman for the Royals? Uh, I don't think he's the closer, but I think he looks awesome. And he would be the next man up. At the very least, could be splitting a role for Kansas City. And again, with the pitching being as bad as it is, rather than roll out Trashola, I'd rather have Chapman, who might get three appearances and six Ks. Even to be three, right? Three innings, six Ks. No one runs is better than... The three innings and five earned with three Ks you might get from some bum. So Chapman's looking good. Quijada for the Angels. I think he got a second seed. I don't think... They went to Estevez. I don't know if it's his job. I'm not really sure if he can pitch. It's been just a bit of a disaster. Right now, he's just kind of mining for saves. I thought it was going to be Matt Moore. It's not him. That was a perfect example of a guy we liked. Drafted late and cut easily, right? I, I love the analysis. Oh, man. That was such a great tweet I sent. Whatever. It didn't work. He's gone. And then I, I put a J. It's a D. Dot Jimenez. I'm sorry about that. Reliever for Oakland. D. Dot Jimenez. Danny Jimenez. Oakland. 
A's. They just had somebody go down, and they're trying to find their way. Again, the A's are not really going to win many games because of how tough it is for saves. For my save people, if you're frustrated, I, there isn't always a wealth. Try and aim for the guys like Chapman that are giving you really good innings behind closers. But if you get the right injury luck, you step into the big role. If not, I don't want to get bad pitchers, right? So for good pitchers or guys, you know, that are next, hopefully, and that'll get us there. That will do it, everybody. The big show, the big waiver show, fantasy baseball picks and bets, Mayo Media Net with your host, John Legazo. Thank you so much, Patrick Mayo, for, you know, allowing me to bring this to everybody. It's so much fun. And hopefully really helpful. You know, adding, it sounds so stupid. One, the, adding the right player at the right time just changes everything. Right, and I know what it's like to not have time. I know to not have time for fantasy baseball. But if you're in the league, hopefully you have the 30 minutes, and then you could just go run and set your ads right now, and then you're good to go. You know, regardless if anything else happens, at least you're set. So that will do it. Thanks so much for tuning in. Please rate, review, and subscribe. You know, get up in the comments with any questions you have. Hit me up on Twitter again. Any questions? And make sure to check us out on Twitter at Mayo Media Network Handle. I'm going to put out that graphic for the audio only people. We love and respect you. You know, in those ears as well. So you can just check it out, refer to it. Nice tool when you're setting your lineups, uh, your waivers, I'm sorry. And fab bids on Sunday. All right, everybody. That will do it. We'll check you in the beginning of next week. We'll be back on Mayo Media Net with mining the advanced statistical leaderboard. That's a mouthful, but it's been really impactful, right? Trying to help them find these players before they pop. Because once they become popular, either got to pay for it or they're gone. So we want to be first online. All right, everyone. I will catch you on the flip side. Peace.